You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Welcome to Radio Free Oleander, a weekly show showcasing the best of 1130 a.m. KZOM, Oleander, Oregon. Thank you for listening. Your hosts are DB Spitzer and David Heath. Here we go. Hey, everyone. Welcome to Radio Free Oleander. It's me, DB, and this guy over here, that's Farmer Dave. Dave, how you doing? I am doing well. Yeah? 2020 well. Yeah, yeah? Uh, yeah, um... I mean, I'm excited about the parade coming up. Yeah, no, no, the uh, the harvest harvest parade's going to be pretty darn cool, uh, from what I understand. Uh, It'll I, be fun being on a float as opposed to to you know, watching it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the mayor said that we were going to have live turkeys on the float, and I'm like, oh, yeah, no, we can't do that because A1 Grocery's going to be doing that. And he's like, well, let me have a talk with A1 Grocery. A1 Grocery's like, yeah, no, we can't have turkeys on floats. No one's having turkeys on floats. Only turkeys that we're having is the frozen turkeys that we're throwing out into the crowd. We're like, we're not doing that this year. We're going to be televising it. And he's like, well... Uh, Gordon uh, Gordon Shumway Freeman, uh, general manager of the A1 Grocery, he yeah no, no he's like well I guess we'll have some sort of like lottery, so uh, a turkey lottery turkey lottery and and then I I, I emphasized okay we're gonna have a turkey lottery this is not a Shirley Jackson style turkey Sorry. lottery no one will be pelted with frozen turkeys to death we are not letting this happen we don't need the harvest to get you know so yeah yeah <laughs> old time religion so old time they're burning children for Moloch <laughs> hey 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 we, we don't need to be starting up rumors like that about oleander we got enough stuff going on that's true that's true <laughs> that's more of a boring oregon kind of thing if <laughs> yeah. yeah you know what we, we we need to have someone uh someone on the show at some point in time to talk about the various cults of portland oregon or uh, health craze weirdness of like the 1910s uh, and 30s and stuff like that and anyway but uh, see if we can book someone. Yeah, yeah, no, that'd be that'd be pretty cool. So, how are the goats doing? Going, let's, let's get well, some goat talk. Well, so the, the goats are fine. And in fact, so you know that you've been doing a job too long uh-huh. when you dream about it. Yeah. And so I, that's you know, I just had the most bizarre, sort of weird dream. But uh, or well, uh, well, yeah. So okay, you know how sometimes you're asleep. And it's like that stage one where you're, you're you're half awake and half asleep. Yes. So I'm I'm I feel like I'm in that, and the phone rings, right? And I well I pick up the phone, and, and I'm dreaming of this. I pick up the phone, and this voice. I mean, a call ID says you know, uh, unknown caller, uh, and, and I'm sure this was just a, a dream. But this voice, and, and I kid you not, mm-hmm. sounds just like Orson Welles. Ooh. And he says, "Your goats are escaped." You need to go pick them up at uh, the, the clock tower. Uh-huh. So, you know, I, I stumble out. I, you know, I put on my coveralls, my, my jacket. I go out, and sure enough, Sonia and Solomon are missing. Hmm. Now, the, the, those are the goats that run off 
often because yeah. they they can walk through walls. Sure. So you know I and, and I'm I'm still asleep. I'm still dreaming this. I'm sure. But mm-hmm. so I get in my car and I drive to town hall. You know, put on my gas mask because there's all this. Well, you you know how at night the Eldrick section of town and all those gas from all those pesticides in the 70s. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't there. There was just no pesticides. In fact, in all the like newer buildings in Portland, I mean, Oleander, they, they weren't there. It's just the old building. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm looking up, I'm, I'm, I'm looking up and at the clock tower, you know that the, the clock tower, depending on whether it's, um, you know, daylight savings time or not, yeah. always seven or eight hours ahead. Uh-huh, uh-huh. It, you know why that's, that, a lot of people think it's broken, but do you know why we do that? No. So, so there was a treaty signed in 1913 between the mayor of Oleander uh-huh. and uh, Queen Victoria. Oh, oh, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah the, the, this was this as a symbol that, that the city of Oleander would stop its uh, aggression against and military actions against the Empire of England we would always keep our clock on English time. Yeah, yeah, no, no, I saw that uh, on the plaque by the clock tower, because as, as we've mentioned in, like, past episodes, Oleander is not a city of statues. It's not a city, it's a town. Uh, it's not a town of statues. It is a town of plaques. It loves its plaques. It loves but its plaques. In, but in the dream, though, the clock, oh, just spinning and spinning, right? Uh-huh, uh-huh. And, and I'm looking up, and, and so instead of this big, green gas cloud that always comes over from all the, those poisons and pesticides in the 70s. Uh-huh. It's like clear sky. And, and I start hearing this this noise. And this, um, this gyroscopter, you know, the old like 20s, 30s half helicopter airplane comes down. Uh-huh. It just, it lands and out, you know, out um, Darcy Stark gets out, but she's wearing, she's all dressed up like um, Amelia Earhart, you know, with the big old goggles and stuff, and mm-hmm. she's got this. And so I, I go up and talk to her, and she like acts like she doesn't even know me. And she says, "Yeah, bud, but you, you scratch the paint on my my gyrocopter, I'm gonna belt you one." <laughs> and then she goes down to um, Oblivion's, but there's like stairs going down like into a basement. Uh-huh. And, and I am just like, "Well, okay, what's going on? Where's my goats?" And then this 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 deuce coop comes up. You know, uh, what did Ford make do whatever company? I don't, I don't remember. Didn't it didn't have a car manufacturer in my dream? But this Deuce Coupe comes out, and and Javier comes out, and you know the pizza guy, mm-hmm. and, and he's wearing his luchador mask, but instead of like fatigues and you know t-shirt, he's wearing a zoot suit. Okay. And, and he just walks past me, you know, like like you know he doesn't know me. And he goes into a, a, oblivion. And then Mayor Cooper comes by, and he's, like, dressed up all like Al Capone. And so he goes in, and he goes down to the, you know, the oblivion. So, you know, I figure, well, okay, I'll just, I never, I never noticed that there were any stairs by oblivions. So I go down the stairs, and there's, a, like, a little peephole, you know how they slide left and right? Mm-hmm. And, and so these eyes, and, and. And, you know, first of all, I'm not that tall a person, mm-hmm. but these eyes are like looking at my chin, and I hear this trying to act all tough, and, and, and it's obviously Minion. 
and, and, and he says, what's the password? And, and I kind of, well, yeah, you know, so, so, so Jack Stark, or we all call him Minion, mm-hmm. you know, just, he's not that tough a guy. He's trying to act all tough. He goes, what's the password? Now, when I was this kid, we used to always watch um, the Marx Brothers. Mm-hmm. And, and they had this skit. I don't know if you ever saw the, the password is always swordfish. Okay. I, I don't know if you've ever seen it. Uh, I don't know which one that's from, but yeah, I... I, I it, it was like one of their shorts. It, it was, okay. The audience can Google it. Gotcha. So I say, swordfish. And so he lets me in, right? And, and he gives me like this little like red carnation because I guess that's like kind of stamping your hand. And this underneath is this just incredible speakeasy. I mean, all the people in town are there. And there's like a big private booth with all these people in suits. And their setting is, is the futurist. Now, those of you who don't know Oleander history, the futurist was the mayor of, of Oleander in the 70s. But so he's there, and and you know all of a sudden, um, Cletus Bullfinch, which is our, our local cop, mm-hmm. you know, you know Cletus, he has long hair and he wears you know his blue jeans as part of his uniform, but he's all like dressed up and he's talking, you know, he's got this nice big old suit, and, and you know he's not Cletus we know, mm-hmm. and you know he basically says you know you need to to blow or get out of here. You don't belong here. And then on the stage, and this is going to get me beat up, but walks in. Felony. Okay. Felony Oleander, right? But imagine her dressed up like Jessica Rabbit. Um, okay. Now, I know that I'm going to get either sued or she punched for this one. Everybody just stops as she starts singing this song. And I can tell you the words, but it was like some sort of 30s song. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden, you know, everybody starts chanting, Ia, Ia, Ia. And it, it gets really sort of, I, 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 like I got vertigo. And I feel like I'm falling. And then I, I wake up. So <laughs> my first thought is, my first thought is, okay, no, what if the, the goat's gone? So I got to go find the goat. So I'm stumbling around and I'm looking for my glasses. You know, they're next to my computer. I grab my glasses and there's a red carnation sitting on my glasses. Whoa. Crazy dream. Yeah, well. well welcome to Oleander. Yeah. Huh. All right. Well, speaking of Oleander, this is. Radio Free Oleander. And do we have any other segments from any other shows that we, uh, we're going to play this week? Well, so we've got, I had on um, my Farmer Dane show, I had a really interesting, really awesome interview with uh, author uh, uh, oh, uh, Byron Craft. Okay, yeah, we know Byron Craft. Yeah, Byron Craft has definitely been on some, uh, hasn't been on, but has been spoken of and reviewed in past shows that I have produced and been a part of, like People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos. So, yeah. Yeah, so so in honor of Pulp Noir uh, November, we're going to talk about supernatural detectives. Oh, cool. And just uh, the trope in general. Nice, nice. Hopefully, uh, uh, Arkham Detective is mentioned in there. 
Oh, yes, definitely. Oh, cool. Detective with no name. Yeah. You're listening to KZOM, Oleander Public Radio. Welcome back. This is the Farmer Dave Show. And we have a really special guest for you today. And I'm excited because he's going to talk to us about Pulp Noir November. And you know what? I'm going to let you introduce yourself. Well, hey, Farmer Dave, how you doing? And thank you for having me on Radio Free Oleander. This is Byron Kraft. Well, we well, thank you. And I am sure that Northern Clackamas County is excited about hearing you. <laughs> okay. So you're a rather are. prolific writer. Well, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, my, and, uh, my, uh, wife, you my wife has a, a, a good method. She says to me, write or die. So I, I choose to write. I would expect that that's probably very effective. It's quite a motivator, actually, yeah. So a lot of your stories, uh, made, well, first of all, for listeners that were interested in uh, getting some of your stories, where can they find them? Well, the easiest thing is just go to Amazon and uh, search my name, which is Byron, B-Y-R-O-N, and Kraft, spelled C-R-A-F-T, fortunately like the last half of Lovecraft's name. Byron Kraft, you put it in there, and all my books will come up. Oh, excellent. Or, or you can also, I'm sorry, I walked on you, and I apologize, but you can also go to my website, which is Byron Kraft Books. Dot com. Excellent. And one of the series that you do is the Arkham Detective. How many how many stories are you up with? Um, how many books do you have there? Uh, there's six so far, there, and and two more planned. Excellent. So it's, it's going to be a, 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 I'm I'm sorry. Go ahead. No 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 no. Please continue. No, it's it's a noir uh, detective series about a police officer detective in Arkham, Massachusetts in the 1930s during the Great Depression, as well as Prohibition, and who uh, hunts down things that go bump in the night. Excellent. Are they exclusively Lovecraftian, or do you draw from other horror sources? They're, they're pretty much exclusively Lovecraftian, although uh, the, the fifth in this series, which is called Death on the Arkham Express, uh, is, is in the mythos, uh, but I, I, I created some new characters there. So in that respect, I, it kind of uh, drifted away from it. But then again, Lovecraft always uh, encouraged his friends and other writers to, um, you know, expand upon his mythology. To, to, to play in his sandbox. Yes, exactly. Very good. Very good. Yeah. Um, I what so I like when to we do, decided. Oh, well, what I like to do with the character is I like to create the noir of the 30s and 40s, and it and uh, it I write most of them as if um, uh, Raymond Chandler and H.P. Lovecraft uh, did collaborations, and and uh, and I believe it worked out real well. And the only exception to that would be Death on the Arctic Express which is the fifth uh, Arkham Detective uh, book. And in that one uh, was something that I've always wanted to do, and that was I wanted, I imagined uh, Agatha Christie, um, Raymond Chandler, and H.P. Lovecraft locked together in the same room and forced to write a story. 
The oh. uh, the series itself uh, starts out with uh, the Cthulhu, Mini Cthulhu Minions. The next story is uh, the Innsmouth Look. Uh, the next one is the Devil Came to Arkham. The fourth in the series is the Dunwich Dungeon. The fifth, of course, is Death on the Arkham Express. And the last is, or the most current right now, is Who Stole the Necronomicon? which is basically my sequel to H.P. Lovecraft's Dreams in the Witch House. I hope that covers it for you. Oh, okay. Excellent. So when we made a, when they, we decided, hey, that this is going to be November, we were going to be November, uh, you were the first name, actually, that I thought of that I wanted to reach out when we decided this was going to be the topic. So I'm really glad to excited to have you on the show because you were the first name that came up with, this is who we want to reach out to. Well, to, thank you. To I'm, be on the show. I, I'm humbled and flattered. And I really mean that Dave. I really do. Uh, I, I think. Well, thank uh, you. That was farmer Dave, uh, talking with Byron craft about, noir and detectives and all that kind of fun stuff. Join us next time when Farmer Dave talks to someone else about something else. Thanks so much. Farmer Dave, 1130 AM KZOM, home of the homes of the place, right on the banks of the muddy, muddy crap river. Thank you so much. Byrocraft, buy his books, follow those links, and, uh, Keep on keeping on, keep your mud flaps flapping, and um, something North Clackamas County. And uh, remember, uh, join us at Oblivion's where uh, we are not going to be going inside or anything. But, uh, you know, we can hang out in the parking lot and like blare music and stuff. Just don't touch my truck, you sons of bitches. Alright, this is Don Hankley, uh, not Don Hanley. You're listening to 11:30 a.m. KZOM. You're listening to 11:30 a.m. KZOM, Oleander, Oregon. My favorite pulp. Last week, Dave. Uh, what was the one that you talked about last week? There. It was called uh, "When Lesser Brother Mourn." It was by Seabury Quinn. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay, okay. That was a fun one. I really like that one. Uh, the one I'm going to be talking about this week is uh, I can't remember what episode, uh, what what uh, issue of Weird Tales or uh, I believe I think it was Weird Tales that appeared in it was The Shadow on the Screen by Henry Kuttner. I think that is 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 that how you say it, Dave? How do you say it? Ah. Uh, I think I pronounce it Nutner, but I'm oh, okay. wrong. I I mispronounce everything, so yeah, don't go. Okay. What I say, but yeah. Is is this a is this a, a book of Yod story? No, I, I I don't believe it is. Um, this is a story about a uh, Hollywood director named uh, Peter Havilland. Uh, who at a Beverly Hills screening uh, runs into a starlet who appears in his movies. Uh, I think they're seeing a screening for a movie called Torture Master. And I believe this is in the, the, the 30s. I have to double check on this. Let me, 
Um, I can't see what year this was uh, produced. Uh, Weird Tales, Volume 31, Issue 3, so I can't tell you <laughs> what year that is. But, um, and, uh, yeah, no, and he becomes aware of a film that's supposed to make some movie that he did that makes people go, not crazy, but people go, <gasps> gasp and leave the theaters, you know, an ape of God kind of blasphemous sort of thing. And, uh... Uh, there's a director who's been a, a Prussian director who's been filming in Mexico and uh, South America and who who knows where else and um, has footage of some things that you wouldn't believe and and, and yeah no it's 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 about a without uh, uh, you know spoiling it for people I mean I, I want people to read this but there's there's a great old one in it that has some really weird properties when it comes to light and how light is uh, its shadows and how light is cast on it. So that's that's all I'm going to talk about it. But oh man, it is it's it's a cool story. It feels like a Call of Cthulhu adventure. It's very kind of like pulpy L.A. noir kind of like. I don't know, quasi-international intrigue. You could, like, make a radio play of it, which is something that I've been working on for, with with a cast of about, like, four or five people having one person do, like, two or three bit parts. But, yeah. That sounds awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you've had a chance to check it out or if, 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 uh, I, I, if I failed to uh, send you a link. <laughs> Um, no, I have not. And, and so I did not know which story. Um, like I said, I've read Chaosium put out a, a, a Book of Yod collection. Yeah. Called, of course, The Book of Yod. And so I've read all these Book of Yod stories, but again, it was probably 10, 15 years ago. And no, I'm sure I would have remembered that story. Yeah. The uh, Shadow on the Screen is a pretty cool story, and I highly recommend it. Uh, I don't know. If someone beats me to it making an adaptation, that's cool. I'm still going to make mine, and uh, I don't know. i got a roll for you, Dave. <laughs> no, I, I, I sounds really good. I, I'm excited about this. Yeah, no, it's, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool, and it wouldn't, wouldn't take much for someone to just be like, oh... This this is really easy to make into a play. <laughs> so I just, just pretty much, you know, anyway. But yeah, no, um, what do we got going on next week, Dave, now that I've ran out of pulp to talk about? Well, so um, so next week we're, we're, we've got a parade. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm excited and, about that. And then I've got a... Uh, an interview with uh, Derek M. Cook, who oh, cool. is from uh, Monster Kid Radio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Very cool. And we're going to be talking about the poetry of Robert E. Howard. Oh, nice. Very nice. Very cool. Yeah, no, I'm uh, I'm excited about the parade. Oh, hey, you were talking about, in your dream, the uh, basement for uh, Oblivions. And um, they do have a pretty big basement down there, and there is a stairway that is used for keg deliveries and stuff like that. But yeah, I could imagine that place 
back in the 30s being a speakeasy for sure, but mostly it's, um, you know, where Halloween and Christmas decorations are stored and back stock, and they have a cage where they store all the liquor so that, like, people can't, like, employees can't just, like, walk off with liquor anyway. But, <laughs> yes, I've hung out in the basement of the bar that everyone in town goes to. <laughs> Oh, that's so. I've I've never been there. Oh, that's. Or have I? I don't know. I I, I have I've I've never been to Club Oleander or what what is that place called? The Oleander Club. The one that you have to be like. Uh, I don't know. You, you have to have like uh, red hair and blue eyes, and they're like, oh yeah, you, you have strawberry blonde hair, and I'm like, oh. Yeah, yeah, I I think that is the Oleander Club there. Okay, cool, cool. Yeah, no, no. Uh, Yeah, I've been to a few places around town, but I don't know. I I still go to Oblivion's. They have the best brisket sandwich in town. So, uh, yeah. And Pac-Man games. And Pac-Man games. So, yeah, they and A1 Grocery are going to be the main sponsors for... I mean, they're generally the main sponsors for any of the floats. Also, what, the pizza hole? Um, pie. Pe- the, the pie hole, yes. Uh, <laughs> uh, don't let anyone know I messed that up. Oh, wait a minute, they can hear it. Uh, who else do we got? We've got uh, KZOM is also a sponsor. And I, I, think, this, I think that uh, the city hall is going to, or the city council is going to have a... Uh, a uh, parade or a float there or or something. Oh, yeah. And let's not forget all of the various uh, teen organizations and high school organizations and city organizations. Oh, wait a minute. They, we shouldn't probably do that part. So we're probably not going to have, like, marching bands <laughs> unless there's socially distanced marching bands. So Yeah. <laughs> One person walks in, plays a note, and then another person comes in. (laughs) We'll figure something out. We always do. We always do. All right. Uh, Maybe we'll we'll figure something out. And all right. So that's it for this week of Radio Free Oleander. Uh, We've been Farmer Dave, and I'm DB. Dave, tell the folks goodbye. Goodbye, folks. Oh, thank you so much, Dave. We'll see you all next week. And keep safe, keep clean, don't be a jerk. And I don't know, maybe write the show. Follow us on Facebook. Rate, review, subscribe. Uh, I don't know. If you can find some way to adopt a baby goat, adopt a baby goat if you have the land. Actually, that's a terrible idea. Why did I say that? Anyway, edit that part out. Oh, man, I know the editor on this show, and he's probably not going to edit that part out. Okay, so... It's pretty tricky. (laughs) I know. So, okay, everyone, thank you again for listening to the show, and hopefully things will slow down a bit somewhere, and I will have a time to make some new merch, of course. And I... You know what? We'll see you next time. And also, uh, keep an ear out for some new episodes of... Uh, Oleander Book Club, where we're going to be doing some more Lupin. Have you uh, been listening to any of those Asan Lupin episodes, Dave? So I haven't gotten to the Lupin ones yet, but I'm really enjoying the uh, military uh, theater 
presentation of the the Dudwich Horror. Oh yeah, no, that one, that one's great. That one I listen to at least once a year. I love that one so much. All right, and if you want to listen to some of the back stuff that we have, we have a wide catalog of all kinds of stuff. We have stuff going all the way back to People's Guide to the Cthulhu Mythos, where we have a ton of H.P. Lovecraft and weird fiction. If you like pulps, I think we have me reading The Shadow on the screen somewhere in there, and we've got a lot of other stuff, too. So check out our back catalog, look for us, and help support the show any way you can. Check the show notes out and help support people who need help. Thank you so much, and thank you for your support. Dave, do you have anything else to say before we take off? Bye, folks. <laughs>